welcome to MFC Worldwide, the weekly radio broadcast originating from MFC Ministries in Morgantown, West Virginia, USA, and featuring Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic. Join us now as we look into God's Word and learn how it still applies to our lives today. You can be set free. You can be healed. You can be blessed. You can be born again, all through placing your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And now for today's message from MFC Ministries on this edition of MFC Worldwide. I told you this one time I was, when I was a little kid, my dad had a crucifix in his room. You know, Catholics have Jesus on the cross when I was raised Catholic. And I used to look at that and think, Whatever happened to him, I don't ever want that to happen to me <laughs> because I didn't know any better. It looks so painful and it looks so bad to see those nails in his hands and feet on that crucifix. And I used to think, that is terrible. Why would that happen to him? And I didn't understand until much later in my life why that happened to him. It happened to him because God didn't want it to happen to me. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You reach certain stages in your life. You know, God, I, I think God takes your life. And as you grow with God, and I don't mean necessarily in age, because you can grow old in age and not learn. So that can't be it. But when you grow older in God, He redefines your history. And He defines your future. And He tells you why you act the way you do, why you have impulses the way you have them, why you get mad, why you get glad. God helps you understand yourself. And I want to encourage you this morning, before you put a whole bunch of demands on somebody else, make sure you're putting those demands on yourself first. You first. Because it's, it's very hard when, you're, when you don't know what you don't know about yourself to think you're accurate enough to put those demands on somebody else. It's not healthy. You could tell that's not healthy. I actually think if, you know, it's going to sound really weird, but I'm going to tell you, when Brian and I were... Uh, getting ready one morning, it's 25 years ago probably, and we were brushing our teeth. How many of you know God can even expose to you something? And we looked at our teeth, and both of us saw it at the same time. And we saw a dead body's teeth, hers and mine. And we realized that God was showing us how temporary your body is. He was letting us know how temporal you are in this skin. That might sound weird, but it was a revelation to the both of us. We both saw it at the same time. We both knew it was God, and we were standing next to each other, and we were both looking in the mirror, and both of us saw it. I think sometimes, you know, we need visitations. That's why I encourage people to pray and spend time with God. If you can live with your life without prayer, I would venture to say you're not following God. You just think you are. Because when you follow God, you have to pray to do what He said, and see, if, if you don't do what he said, you don't have to pray. You won't need any grace. If you can live your life without prayer, you're living your life independent. Because what God asks you to do takes prayer. Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But nonetheless, not my will, but your will be done. That takes prayer. You've got to have prayer to die to what you want so you can do what he said. So prayerlessness is a sign of an independent life. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to the new year. I believe it'll be a year of truth. 
I always tell you the truth is important, and truth, I equate it to light. And light causes pain, because when you've been in darkness a long time, light causes pain. You know, your eyes squint. You know what I mean? Like, if we turn the lights out in this room, I've said this to you before, and everybody's eyes adjusted, when we turned them on, we'd all be squinting and saying the light's too bright, right? Amen. So when you want to see what's in a room, what do you do? You turn on the lights. When you want to know what's going on in your life, you have to turn on the lights. Right? The Word is the light. The Word is a light. The Word is a lamp. The Word lights the room. Jesus is the Word. When Jesus comes into your life, when a room gets lit, you see what's good and what's not so good. It's a lot like the ocean tide going back and you're seeing what's on the beach. You might find some good things, you might find some bad things, because the tide went out and there's a bunch of stuff. Anybody that's ever been to the beach knows what I'm saying. There's a lot of things on the beach that are not right. And uh, it's because the tide has pulled back. John 8, 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Amen. He said, I'm the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. You realize you, it's not enough to be saved. If you're, if you're saved and not following, you're probably not seeing too well. You don't see your future. How many of you understand you don't see your future until you get under the word and submit? We have a lot of people that have spent a lot of time trying to build lives that they're never going to live because they haven't built them in the light of God. When you stay to yourself, you build, a, you build an illusion and you never really get to live in it because it's never like you had dreamed it to be because you conjured it up out of your own person, but it's not the one that God has for you. It's not the one that God has for you. This is important because if you want to have a life of success in God, because there's, you know, there's a successful life in God and there's a successful life in the world. And to be honest with you, the world has so much pull now with the artwork and the internet and the commercials and the sex and whatever it is you want to use, it has as much pull as I've ever seen in my, in my whole life. The artwork makes, they have digital images of everything. There is so much pull on people. It's like a magnet that's pulling people toward the world. But Jesus, uh, but Paul said, love not the world. And the things that are in the world, for that all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of this world, and the world passes away, and the lust thereof, but he that does the will of God abides forever. Somehow, we have shortened Christianity to the temporary, and really, it's the long-term eternity that Christianity is, is really about. You know, we're representatives in this world, we're ambassadors in this world. But in, in, I, and I realize that you can be so eternally minded, but you're no earthly good. But eternally is definitely a reference point. And you've heard me say this before. Death is a reference point for you to make good decisions now. It's appointed unto every man once to die. That's a big reference point. You know, we think of reference points like being 30. Well, being dead is an extremely big reference point. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one that you have to consider that it happens to every man. There's only two that it didn't, Elijah and Enoch. And uh, that's still in the works, if you know what I mean. 
So it is a reference point for you to make good decisions while you're on, the, while you're on this planet. Amen. I, I was thinking of uh, images, you know. When I was a kid, how many of you remember the negatives that y'all, your parents had in envelopes from pictures? You know what I remember? My mother going, don't you hold them up to the light outside because I want to look at them. You know, a little kid, I'd get them and pull them up to the window. And she says, you're going to ruin those negatives. And she'd be hollering at me because at Christmas time, they got out the boxes. And as a typical kid, I have to know what's in them boxes. So I rummage through everything. And I look at those negatives. You remember how weird they looked? Like skeletal almost. And I just, I had to look at them to see what they were. And she would holler at me and tell me I was going to ruin the negatives. But now that I realize it was... A a photograph is a moment in time. It's an image. And the light erases the images. See, all this stuff that we see in images, like the clothes we wear, the hair they advertise, and uh, please forgive me, ladies, but all the women weigh 112 pounds, and they they look great, and everything's perfect. You know, the world, that's an an image. You know, the, the, your body ages, and it's only a, a photograph in a moment of your life. And it passes, same with the men. So the light of the Word destroys the image that gets built by the world. That's why you've got to study the Word, because the, the light of the Word destroys what you're chasing so you can become who you are. That's why it's very important that you be a Bible reader. Not that you say you read your Bible, but it corrects your lenses. It adjusts you, and it's, the word is an adjustment. It's good for you. You know, it's good for you. The light will destroy the image. Uh, we have an image of ourselves that's been built through what people said, what we experienced, and what we've allowed to be advertised in our life, and uh, people's opinion of us. And see, the light has to come and destroy that. I, I've noticed when people grow in God, they come to a place where they don't know who they are. And you'd think, how can that be? See, your image of who you are, all right, you get born again, and you still have your old motives. Like, like if you have motives that you want to be great or seen, now you don't tell anybody that because you don't know they're there. They're secretly underneath the surface of your life. Because the Bible says the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? So you can't know why you're doing what you're doing. You just think you know. I hope you don't think I'm crazy. I'm going by scripture, though. You have this thing that you want to become. And I've noticed this about all people who actually have a conversion, not just a salvation. Please forgive me. There's a lot of people saved that have never been converted. Because they take all their old patterns straight into there and they never get rid of them. Conversion means you turn around and go the other way. Okay? So anyway, when they start following God, and they allow, allow, you notice I say allow, because God will never do anything that you won't allow him to do. You can stay as independent as you want. You can fight with God all you want. You can fight with your boss, your husband, your, everybody around you to have your way and still live, and you can die that way if you choose to. But I'm talking about, Jesus said, come follow me. I'm talking about the disciples now, okay? When you become a disciple and you become somebody else, Hear me now. The old guy was the guy that wanted those things. And the new guy doesn't want them anymore. So you have an identity crisis right there in the middle that you don't know what you want. Your, be, your motives are being transformed into what God wants. And you're losing your identity. 
So you, 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 want, you start to do things and they feel like you're just doing it to do it. But there's no joy in what you're doing because you're just about done with that. It's not the act of, it's not the thing that you're doing that you're done with. It's the reason you're doing it that's become, it's dead. Because you're becoming somebody else. So you get motivated by different things. Does anybody understand? Anybody who's died, to, died a little bit knows what I'm saying. And if you don't know what I'm saying, if you just stay in the Word and you will find it. Thank you for listening to this edition of MFC Worldwide. We pray that this anointed message has been a blessing to your life. In the book of John, chapter 14 and verse 6, God's Word says that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father in any other manner than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more information on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can visit our website at mfcministries.net. Here is where you can find MFC Ministries services with Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastorina Perosich. Our service times are Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. On our website, you can also view archived messages and you can listen to audio of past radio shows and sermons. You can also view our television show, Believe Right, by visiting believeright.tv. Don't forget, you can email your prayer requests or questions that you might have for Apostle Joe or Pastorina to media at mfcministries.net. That email address, once again, is media at mfcministries.net. And join us again next week here on this station at this time for another message from God's Word with Apostle Joe Perosich and MFC Ministries on MFC Worldwide. <music>